Hello guys, welcome back to my art and self-improvement podcast. I'm Katie and I'm a life coach and artist. I'm a life coach for artists. I help artists stop procrastinating on their art so that they can get paid doing what they love. I struggle with anxiety, depression, self-loathing, so much self-sabotaging behaviors and this is my weekly update of how I'm improving my mindset and my life one podcast at a time. So this week I had a week unlike any other. I was really, really good with my calendar this week. It's actually been quite incredible. I didn't feel rushed. I felt really confident that I could follow through on it. I wasn't feeling overwhelmed for a lot of it. It like really felt like all I had to focus on was following through and I didn't feel like my brain was overloaded with all the to-dos and all that kind of stuff in my head. It was just like, it felt really like I was taken care of. And I really, really produced a lot this week. Um, a lot of artwork I made and also like the fastest as I've ever created um, content um, for either my coaching business or my art business. It, yeah, I'm really, really happy with how this week went. Um, I would say I followed my calendar about 80% and I want to talk about how I was able to do that. Um, so I help artists stop procrastinating on their art and one of the things I teach my clients to do is make their decisions ahead of time. Decide ahead of time when you're going to draw and then follow through on it. I really, really do not recommend making your decisions in the moment because when you're making decisions in the moment, your primal brain is really loud. It's, it's always going to want to do something else, right? It's always going to want to seek pleasure and avoid pain and do the most efficient thing possible, which usually involves sleeping, lying down, watching TV, eating, <laughs> literally anything but work on your dreams. I'm a step further from that now where I decide ahead of time what I'm going to do for my entire week. I, you know, I really don't struggle that much with procrastination with my art. Like I'm in a really good place when it comes to that. But there's a lot of other things I have mind drama about. And that's like just all the other stuff that we got to do in life, right? And my business building itself. And so, yeah, I plan my entire week, not just like a moment in the day, but I don't teach my clients to start off here. But I do this because when, and, and I teach this because when we plan for our future, when we make decisions ahead of time, we are using our prefrontal cortex. It's the part of our brain that is the most human and we are the only species that can plan our future, that can have a vision for our future. And so I want to live from that part of the brain the most. Another benefit is that when I plan my week, I know exactly what needs to be done and I don't have to like hold all of that information in my head. It's all on the calendar. And if you own your own business or you're a freelancer and you don't have a boss, and even if you do have a boss telling you what to do, this can be really useful. But if you are your own boss, this is a really, really useful skill, like being organized with yourself. Um, you know, it's not necessary, right? Like there are plenty of people who are successful without it. But if you hear about like the typical overworked freelancer that works until 3 a.m., all that kind of stuff, that's because they're not planning their time. That's because they're not on top of it with their time and also not creating really clear boundaries, which is 
all based on our relationship with time as well, right? And our relationship with ourselves. Um, and so, you know, when you learn the skill about planning your time, then you never ever use ever the, like the words, I don't have enough time never comes out of your mouth ever again. Because when I plan my week, I create time. I'm the master of it. I'm the master of my own 24 hours. So the planning method I use is what the Life Coach School teaches. Um, check out the Life Coach School podcast. Can't recommend them enough. And the summary of like their, their method is this. So for an hour a week, you sit down and you plan your time. So you dedicate an hour every single week to doing this. Um, first, you do a to-do download. So pretty much you just empty out your mind onto a piece of paper, all the things that come to your mind of things you need to do, you want to do, you have to do, whatever. And you're gonna you know, finish that list. It's gonna be a pretty big list of all these to-dos. And if you think about it, when you look at this big list, it's literally, this is literally all the things that's swimming inside your mind, you know, um, taking up so much brain space. If you don't use this method, if you don't empty your brain and put it on the calendar so you can just be done thinking about it. Anyway, you now have this big to-do list and then you go to your digital calendar and you plan your free time first, right? Nap time, spending time with friends, um, holidays, whatever. You plan your free time first, yoga, whatever. And then you plan your appointments. So doctors, um, meetings, all that kind of stuff. You put that next. And then you populate the rest of your work hours. You decide when you're working with the things on this big to-do list. And then you get the most satisfying experience of throwing away the to-do list and knowing that it's all gonna be taken care of, it's all on the calendar and you don't have to have this running list in your mind ever again. And then if you trust yourself that you're gonna follow through on the calendar, you can breathe a really, really big sigh of relief knowing that it's all on the calendar and you are golden. So I have been working on this skill for all of 2019, actually even earlier than like part of 2018 as well. And it's also my impossible goal of 2020 to follow my calendar to AT. And I experienced lots and lots and lots and lots of failures with following through on my calendar in 2019. I quit, I rebelled, I got angry at it, I used it against myself, I overworked my, like all the, all the mistakes that you could make with following your calendar, like I changed my mind, all that kind of stuff, that I went through all of 2019 and really struggled with following through on it. And, um, you know, again, not really struggling with like getting myself to make art, but like actually I struggled with being able to make art sometimes, not because I didn't want to make art, but because I was really disorganized and just all these other things beyond the art part, like ate up so much of my time. Um, and so I've had to have a lot of growth with that. I definitely still have a lot of kinks to work, um, to work through. And it really is just like a big puzzle that I'm working through. Like, oh, I tried that, didn't work. Oh, now I know for next week that, you know, I get tired at this time, so I better put in a nap, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but this week was really the smoothest and nicest calendar experience I've had since I've started this work. And I want to share with you how I created this and then the mistakes that I made in the beginning so that you can have a really amazing relationship with time as well. And yeah, like, again, never having ever to say like, where has the time gone, right? Like you really feel like you're creating time. So not all of you, I'm guessing, are working from home or a freelancer or business over um, business owners, but I still think these notes can help you and you can repurpose it for your own schedule, um, repurpose it for your own needs. Uh, I think that even if I, if I learned this while I was working in a studio or working with, um, uh, working at a, you know, if I was hired by a company, I would totally use this for work too. Okay. So... One of the things that has really, really changed the way I look at calendaring and um, uh, that has really helped me follow through on the things I wanted to follow through on this week is this thing called focus time. So this is like once I, I've heard a bit about it before, but like I finally really understood how to use it like a couple weeks ago. Um, and this is something that also Brooke teaches from the Life Coach School. So focus time is two hours of uninterrupted, super hyper-focused, literally turn off all of your electronics, turn off all of your notifications, like hide your electronics somewhere. And it's, and it's, has a very, very clear end result at the end of the two hours. Um, You can, again, you can choose how long, but like they really recommend two hours and you can get a really good chunk of like something that would take longer. You could get it done in two hours and just be done with it. So I did a single session of focus time every workday, the workdays that I decided on. And whenever I can, I would make it in the mornings where I feel the most alert, the most fresh, the most, the most like feel like I have the most energy. And so when I write down my to-do list for the week, I, I reserve focus time on the tasks on my calendar that I know is going to require a lot of concentration. The ones that I know I'm going to get distracted the most from, the one that I know is going to be the most uncomfortable to do. For example, concept work. I actually really find concept work very exhausting and tiring. My favorite part of a painting is when I'm rendering, like all the decisions of the painting is done or of the character, whatever, all of that is done. And I just have to, I just relax and render it and make it as pretty as possible out of cool effects. Like that's my favorite part. That's the part where I feel really relaxed. But the part where I'm sketching an idea for the painting, I'm deciding what colors, I'm deciding what the values and lighting are, that is definitely reserved for focus time for me. And some of my freelance work requires, like, they ask for some concepts, right? So, like, they would give me some inspiration and then I would sketch a bunch of different things. Like, that requires, that's, like, uncomfortable for me. And so I put that, I make, I put all of that in a focus time session, You know, other things, for example, is also like doing my taxes, right? That I would put in focus time because like that is going to require some 
intense <laughs> like concentration for me and I know I'm gonna want to thrash against it and I don't want to do it but like I, I want to do it I don't want to get in trouble by the government and so I do it right um, and I put that in focus time and I really make sure that when I have um, focus time on the calendar I will block off two hours on my calendar but I'm not just gonna write like work on painting or do my taxes. Like I actually write down what the end result is. I, it's very result focused because that makes me feel so much more motivated when I know the result. If I'm just like work on painting, that feels so nebulous. I will put um, color sketch of painting completed and ready for render. Like that feels great to me. Like I know exactly what the end is, right? Same with my taxes. I don't just write do my taxes. I will write like taxes completed on TurboTax or something like that, right? Like, like what is the end point? Um, so that my brain feels and like knows that there is an end point. So I go into focus time. I go into it assuming I'm going to be very uncomfortable. But at the end of the two hours, I'm going to finish something I really wanted to finish and it's going to feel really good. I'm going to feel really accomplished. So I don't schedule multiple difficult tasks in one day, right? I don't put multiple like focus time type work in one day um, in, in my current kind of schedule because I work five days a week. Um, so I assume I'm going to be uncomfortable and, I, and, and I'm not going to be surprised by it. I think that's something, that's a big mistake that I used to make in the past was that like I, I assume that I'm supposed to enjoy this part or I'm supposed to like just chill, you know, like all of it is supposed to feel the same. Like, no, I know some of this stuff is particularly uncomfortable. So let's like, let's like put all our focus and our, all our effort into these two hours. And then the rest of the day is going to be easier, easier stuff. Um, for example, with painting, hopefully the rest of the day, I'm just rendering and it feels great. Okay. Another thing that, you know, going to the second point, um, the next thing that really helped me this week is having a very compelling reason for me to follow my calendar. So it's having a compelling reason. Um, this is really useful because, again, your brain wants to get distracted. It really wants to watch YouTube or go on Instagram or go get a snack from the fridge. Um, and I, I have a strong, compelling reason that I use, especially during focus time. In focus time, I'm like, no. Okay, like really, no, this is focus time. Um, and what's really, really compelling for me is the thought. I can, you know, especially like when, if I have an urge to look at Instagram, this is pretty much what I, like I, I can either think my life is better or I can actually make it better, um, right? By finishing this task, I can actually like make it better. Um, so for example, it's like, you know, I know that if I stop concentrating on this thing for these two hours, I'm going to, um, and I'm going to go on Instagram, I know I'm going to feel better for like the moment that I'm in Instagram, but I know I'm going to feel bad again. I still have this task to finish. So let's just stick it through. Let's just go finish it, right? Um, and when I use focus time and I know there's an end result, um, I don't just, I don't think like, um, 
it's all going to suck. Like I really like help my brain by saying like, no, 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 it's the, the suck will really end at the end of these two hours. So let's just stick it through. I think a big mistake that I did in the past was like, yeah, I was trying to do too many difficult tasks in one day and trying to squeeze anything and everything possible um, in one day without really having a thought about like how to structure my week so that I really, um, I really set myself up for success, like, and not, and thinking about my energy levels and stuff like that. Um, when I know that all I have to do is focus time and then everything else will be easier. And I just have to focus during focus time, everything else I can be chiller. I can listen to podcasts. I can listen to music and all other times. Um, yeah, I feel my brain feels really like, okay, okay. Yeah. Let's just do it. Let's just do, let's just finish focus time. Okay. Next thing that really helped me with this week is really understanding and really learning now and really it's sinking in for me now that calendaring my time is about self-care. I used to calendar my time because it's what Brooke did and Brooke is from the Life Coach School and Brooke is successful. So I thought I had to plan my time in order to be successful. And then whenever I didn't follow through and didn't properly do it right or whatever, I thought it meant I was gonna be a total failure. And so I had so much negative emotion around my, my calendar and making it mean so many terrible things about myself, which really led me to quit a lot or not follow through on it, all that stuff. And I realize now that like, especially during times when I just decided to like, like rebel and just didn't like look at my calendar at all. I do remember even when I didn't feel good, it, it did feel better than when I was just completely unaware of my time. And so I really realized that it's about self-care. Like it feels really, really good for my brain to not hold all of that information and all of that to-do list items in my mind. It feels so much better that it's like gonna be on the calendar and I don't have to think about it. And it creates so much more room for my mind to be creative, to think about, um, to think about new painting ideas, to think of ways on how to help people more. It's completely freeing. And I decided that even if I never become successful, quote unquote, by the way, right? Like based on what society considers successful or whatever, like even if I never become the success that I'm like imagining in my head, I still want to calendar my time. It feels that good. It feels that freeing. Another way that it's actually self-care is that Again, I used to, when I was thinking that like planning is like what you do to be successful, I was just thinking about squeezing as much tasks as possible and just like trying to get as much in as possible. When I think, when I know now that it's about self-care, I look at my calendar and I look at like, okay, I know that by Friday I'm going to be really tired right? Like I'm going to be really, um, yeah, I'm just going to be tired from the week, from concentrating, from from working and really putting my my brain energy and effort towards getting things done. So I know that on Friday, I really am going to really put all of my easiest tasks, like easiest, easiest tasks um, on Friday. So maybe it's like researching stuff or reading stuff. Like it's there's going to be a lot less creation on Friday, for example, right? Like that's me thinking ahead, knowing and, and knowing to take care of myself, like, and being honest with myself and not overloading my schedule like that. And really, really like, I, it's, it's really like 
knowing myself so well, right? Like seeing my habits without judging it and knowing that I get tired at this time or that time. And um, yeah, just being kind, being, being really kind to myself. Okay, another thing um, uh, is some other other like uh, what other reasons what why you should calendar that has nothing to do with success and you know that kind of stuff. So another thing that I learned is really that calendaring is not about putting the right tasks. It's not about the right or wrong tasks. It's purely about learning how to make decisions. That's it, making decisions and then following through on it. Um, that's what candle calendaring is for. I used to really struggle with planning my time because I was really, really worried about putting the right thing on the calendar. Like I would be terrified that like I would put the wrong thing and it was not going to make me any money or not going to, you know, help me with my career. It was going to be the wrong thing to work on. I really thought it was going to like make or break me. And then because of that, I couldn't stick to an hour um, that they suggest every week to plan because I was just so, in such indecision and such fear and stuck and like and like deer in headlights of like what should I put on the calendar but with enough coaching in 2019 I really see now how it's really not about the right or wrong task it's really about learning to make decisions quickly and powerfully and then not changing your mind um, because you know, sometimes like not following our calendar doesn't have anything to do with just going to see, watch YouTube or, or distracting ourselves. A lot of the times it's also because we start to second guess the, our decisions and changing our minds and working on other things and all that kind of stuff when really that's not helping us trust ourselves. If anything, that creates more work. Um, and it makes it so that we don't have a good relationship with ourselves and with planning, right? That we don't follow through, follow through on it. So it's really not about the right or wrong. It's about learning to be the kind of person that makes decisions. Like making a decision and then following through on it is the right decision. That's what I've, that's what I've made cal calendaring mean that's helped so much. Um, and it's not at all about like putting the right task so I'll be successful kind of thing. No, it's about trust. It's about self-trust and that's it. And I want to trust myself. Like that's very compelling. So when my brain wants to complain and want to change my mind and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, nope, we can do it next week if that's what you really want to do. If, they, if you think of another thing to work on, we can do that next week. But this week, we, this is about trusting ourselves um, and believing that we'll do what we say we're going to do. Okay, another thing that really, really helped me, and this is like a really, really big one for me, was like learning to be okay with my life the way it is right now. I've talked about like loving your life and stuff like that and like right now and I just want to be very clear it doesn't mean that you're ecstatic and that you're like um like this is my dream life it's it's not but there's a big difference with between like hating your life and being ashamed of it right versus being like yeah, this is all right. You know, I've got running water. I've got a bed. I've got a roof over my head. I've got food on the table. Like, honestly, like I've, I've got internet. Um, this is, this is pretty good. And there's, and there's a lot to love. It's not perfect, but there's a lot to love. So, um, I had a really, really messy breakup at the beginning of 2019, like very, very messy. And, um, 
yeah, I just, I wanted, you know, after the breakup and, you know, he, he found another girl, all that stuff. So I really wanted to make sure that I was living a way better life than him. Right. I really, I really wanted to make it seem like I was just having the best life, like living it up. And so I didn't want to be living at my dad's house. I wanted to be, you know, um, just where the cool kids were kind of thing, right? And so I moved and I tried to support myself with no job and a brand new business. And because of that, I was just sick with worry all of the time when it comes to money. And so I was just so ashamed, right, of like living at my dad's house. And um, I came back here because my dad has been going through some changes and I want to be there. And now I really, really love it. I actually like, again, it's not my dream life. I'm not like jumping up and down ecstatic, but it's really okay. And I really, truly have no shame about it. And I really don't mind if anybody knows all that. Kind of, like I used to, I used to like excuse it. I used to be like, oh yeah, I live here, but sort of, you know, like I'm back and forth or, um, uh, just for now, I, you know, I would put caveats on it or whatever. Um, so yeah, when I talk about loving your life now again I don't mean you have to be ecstatic it's really just about like like going from going from hate and needing to escape it to like slightly okay satisfied um at least like I guess what I'm trying to say is at least um seeing the positives and the things that you can love about it right now right? So like, um, like I, and this is really basic, but like having running water, right? Like, like starting there because, because later on when you are in your dream life, you're going to want running water too. So there are already things in your life right now, even if it's not the perfect one that you want and to practice appreciating those things first. Um, because when I didn't, when I wanted to escape my life because I thought everything was horrible and I didn't want to be near my dad, our relationship wasn't great yet, all that stuff, it made me completely overload my schedule, like, and forcing myself to finish insane amount of tasks that I couldn't follow through on. So I was in this like up and down, up and down, um, what do you call it? I was on this up and down, like, you know, overworking and then procrastinating, overworking, procrastinating, like roller coaster. And so loving my situation right now um, slowed me down enough to be able to create like um, the, the place so that I could build trust with myself, right? Like I was like building trust instead of trying to do everything all at once. It created room for free time. It created room for self-care. It also created room for me that like, it's okay if I do the wrong task. It's okay if I um, uh, make a mistake. It's okay if I lose money. It's okay, all of that, right? Like um, I was, I'm living really small and like living way under my budget and stuff like that so that I can have this, have that space. So that, yeah, I could have a way better time with the calendar. Okay, and the final thing, the final thing that's so, so, so useful is really taking your free time seriously and making sure you really do plan in free time. I, for this week, I planned 
to do no work over the weekend and like I end my work day at six um, and having that like knowing that kind like creating that kind of schedule like was really really useful especially for things like focus time and stuff like that like I just had an incredible drive to get things done during the week because then I was like, I'm going to have the weekend. I'm going to have the night off, things like that. I didn't have actually as much. I had a few nights where I was really stressed because I hadn't set up proper boundaries yet with some of my freelance clients. Um, but that's one of the things that I'm definitely going to be working on um, for, for next week. But anyway, yeah, having free time to look forward to was very very, very, very useful. I was the kind of person before where I thought like, I need to make 24 hours of art, right? Like I need to make art constantly um, because I need to escape this life, right? And I wondered why I wasn't doing that. So really do not underestimate the power of giving yourself free time and really honoring that as well. Um, yeah, I think it's having that free time is really, 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 really nice. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let me think of that anything. I think that's everything in my notes. Um, I hope this was useful and I hope this gave you some, yeah, some, some ideas, some thoughts, some, I guess more like reasons is really the thing. It's really just like more reasons to do this and how useful this is and how much better it feels to not like feel like I have all these things to do in my head when really they all can fit on the calendar and you never have to think about it again. And you make you actually make sure you have free time. You don't steal free time from yourself. You um, build that trust with yourself. Like, I mean, I cannot, cannot, cannot recommend planning your time enough. You know, like this is the best, best thing that I think you could, this is one of the best things you could definitely do for yourself. So, if this is something that you'd love to do and you'd love to get really good at and this is something you're struggling with, um, yeah, contact me and get on a consult call with me because learning, teaching people how to trust themselves is exactly what I do, right? Like not procrastinating is literally the same thing as learning how to trust yourself. Um, like imagine how good it feels when you know that like, oh yeah, this is something that's totally going to get done. And if you can do that, if you can, if you can create that skill with yourself where you really trust that you can get things done, then there's literally no goal and no vision of a life and no dream life that you can't create, right? Because you know and trust that you're totally going to get it done. Awesome, guys. So good to talk to you again. I hope I'll talk to you. Uh, I mean, I will talk to you next week. And if you would like to book that consult call, um, message me on Instagram or there's my calendar on this podcast. Awesome. Talk to you next week. Bye.